and welcome to the Tony Daily with me, Tony Kent. It's the podcast that invites you to come find yourself so you can listen to this and say, oh, thank God for that. It's not just me. And I can speak to you and say, no, it is not just you. It is also me. Thanks for all the feedback on yesterday's episode. I'm so glad that so many people enjoyed it. Had a lot of fun um, chatting to people on on LinkedIn and Instagram, Facebook at Al. So I'm glad that that resonated with you. Endless apps. Um, I had a call yesterday with someone that will hopefully uh, book me to do a speaker slot at um, an event they've got coming up next year. And we talked about social inequality and healthcare, amongst other things. But this really struck a chord with me. Um, or let's, so they're talking about social inequality um, and low socioeconomic status and, and how that impacts people. Um, and something that I have observed, and I spoke about it a little bit in my access to maternity care and how I got better care, because if you met me, oh my god if you met me but you know I was a married 30 something year old woman who was wearing her diamonds and spoke very nicely and has very um, comfortable lifestyle thank you very much not stressed Um, you get treated differently than if you are 19 and you are wary of professionals it's true it does happen so um we got onto the topic of health outcomes and something that i've been acutely aware of is how my health is that much better um because i don't live in the circumstances in which i grew up and let me give you some examples so Um, And I'm going to sort of tread carefully on this, but I'll give you some examples that I can talk about because these are my experiences. Um, Whenever I used to register with a new doctor, which wasn't like that frequently, but um, if you ever have to fill out a form, uh, God, even if you go like for a massage, you've got to fill this form out about your bloody medical history. But whenever I was asked to talk about my family's medical history, I used to joke. And I was like, well, I'm going to need more going to need more than one side of A4, you're going to need to give me the whole, <laughs> the whole pad, give it to me. Um, and there are some um, health conditions that are present in my family. So there is um, poor heart health on the maternal line. So my mum had a form of heart failure, her mother had a form of heart failure. <laughs> they both were like, it's not the same. Don't say that I've got the same as her. Um, Now, I know that with my mum, some of that becomes exacerbated by having a sedentary lifestyle. And she didn't really leave the house in the last, I don't know, she rarely left the house in the last decade of her life. Um, So there's heart problems. Um, And my mum also had... Uh, respiratory problems of lung, Chug-Strauss syndrome. Her mother had a different lung issue, um, both very serious, both life-limiting. 
uh, my dad had malignant melanoma, so he died because he got skin cancer. Um, and then there was a load of my dad's side that we didn't know about, because basically, you know, everyone, all skeletons been put in the cupboard. Um, and then two of my brothers have a kidney complaint, which you tend to grow out of, but apparently it's unusual that two children in the same family should have it. Um, I have a brother with Down syndrome. Um, so there is a lot of stuff going on there. And as a result, it meant that when um, I found out about my mum's heart failure, I went for screening because there is a slim chance that it, it can be um, you know, genetically passed on. Hereditary, that's it. It's a slim chance it could be hereditary. So I went and had my heart checked. Heart's okay. Um, I had nuchal fold screening when I became pregnant because whilst, um, as far as I understand it, Down syndrome is not hereditary, um, I saw, um, I guess, my mum's struggles and I wanted to know what my risk factors were um, and get a sense of kind of, this is really hard to talk about actually. And I know women who have been in a similar position. Um, now it didn't come to that, but it was a question that was very present in my head at the point that I became pregnant because of my family's experiences. Um, and what is really clear to me is that because I left an environment where I had, as I was growing up as a child, I had a very poor, very limited diet. Um, and some of that was down to me being bloody picky, you know, white bread only, sugar all the time. We used to even like raid the medicine cabinet for um, amoxicillin. We always had antibiotics in the house. And this is back in the day where they just prescribed antibiotics all the time. Um, I had my tonsils and adenoids out. I had my sinuses drained. And when I look back on it and I think, so I must have had some problems there. I do remember having a terrible tonsillitis. But I lived in a house where our dad smoked. And I was speaking to somebody who is of the same generation as me. And they had um, lots of ear infections growing up. And she said what wasn't understood at the time was that if you live in a smoker's household, you are. Well, I mean, of course, we know that now. You are more likely to get these kind of infections. So, yeah, I had my tonsils and adenoids out. I had digestive problems. I got prescribed with bran. We had to go to the chemist and get bran that used to be put on top of my uh, Rice Krispies that had tons of sugar on them. Um, and I had loads of fillings. Again, there was a time in NHS dentistry where they would get paid per filling. And it was discovered that some dentists were using, uh, were basically taking out perfectly healthy teeth or putting fillings in teeth that didn't need them. Um, so I had a lot of fillings. And what I uh, can look at, look back at now is that as I got to a position where I earned enough money and lived in an area where it was very easy to access um, a wide variety of foods, 
And once my husband helped me to sort out my eating problems, and I think I've touched on this before, did for was bulimic for a number of years. Um, and for me, it was all about control. But it meant that my eating was, as they say now, very disordered. Um, and so because I met him at a young age, I was almost able to kind of put right a lot of the damage that I had done. And the thing that I notice is that, for example, with like, um, because of my dad's malignant melanoma, I have to keep a really close eye on my skin. And I did have a melanoma in situ removed, which meant it was pre-cancerous, but it had to come out. Um, and that made me very frightened. But the good thing is, is that now skin cancer is much more easily detected and better treated in a way that it couldn't be when my dad had it. Um, so it doesn't, you know, it needn't be fatal. Um, but I was able to go to uh, a get referral. I went to a specialist. I got that done privately whilst I was still working in corporate. And then things like um, there are mental health problems in my family. And it's not surprising because when you are living under constant stress, so when you have high stress and low income, you are not able to make decisions from a place of mental kind of calm. And I was thinking about how I know I have the propensity for anxiety, low moods, um, poor mental health. However, because I live in relative comfort, I'm in a position where over the years I've been able to go to a coach and say, please, can you help me with this decision? Or I've been able to seek out and pay for therapy. And again, I can do that from a position where I can rationally think about what kind of therapist do I want? How often do I want to speak to them? I can speak to my husband and my children about it. Um, and we can make jokes about it and that's fine because we do. Um, and again, yes, there are times when I have had health problems. So if I think about it, you know, I have access therapy, to help with my overall well-being, I had an ectopic pregnancy, which, again, for some people, they would. I was really um, what's the word? I felt very calm about it all actually, and then I learned how dangerous an ectopic pregnancy can be, and thought, all right, maybe I shouldn't have been so chill about it. But, again that happened when I was in really well-paid employment and where I could say to my employer, look, this is happening. I need to go to hospital and then I need to rest. And they were like, yes, no problem. Take all the time you need. You are on full pay. And that meant that going through the process of having my fallopian tube removed was all right. I woke up the next day and I might have, again, I might have spoken about this before, and I felt like the most amazing sense of calm, 
like you know when people say i found god or that i i saw a light when i had a near death experience i felt like that and then somebody said to me that can happen when anesthetic wears off <laughs> you wake up and go ah. um yeah so i cracked on with my one fallopian tube and and luckily about eight weeks later i fell pregnant again um but as I get into my late 40s and approach my 50s, my overall health is significantly better than that of my siblings. And that comes from the fact that where I changed my um, life so significantly, and I'm now in a position where I don't have half the stress they have to deal with, I am financially comfortable but not secure forever you never know what's around the corner um you know I can't retire yet and um what was the other thing I was gonna say I know but I just oh and like for my kids my kids are in amazing health and they've been like from they were you know they're weaned weaned on organic food weaned on organic food darling um so again i know that their health outcomes are going to be even better than mine because of the privilege of how i've been able to raise them so um i feel like i want to talk a bit more about this and i might write something about this i'll probably put something on my socials but i would love to kind of hear from you what you think whether you agree whether you disagree whether you have also seen the difference that comes with um, health outcomes when you are able to um, achieve social mobility. How about that? So what I hope for you, I hope you're in good health. I mean, that's all we can hope for anyone. As long as you've got your health. That's what, that's what the oldies used to say, as long as you've got your health. Um, if you enjoyed this episode, please give it a share. If you want to chat about it, message me via my socials and I will be back with you tomorrow.